What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, virtually, Zachary Parks. Beep, beep, boop. What's up? He's a robot. <laughs> Virtual and a computer static. Across the internets. But he's here with us today right. for, this ep- for this episode. And in case you did not know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us? Well, you can do that by going to teamchatpodcast at gmail.com and sending us an email there, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing to our YouTube and iTunes channels. If you want to support the show? You can also do that by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast for us for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show, and in return, we will give you a cool perk, like getting the episode early before our general Tuesday release. And should we tell them about the new little tidbit? Are you going to finish well, that I mean, sentence? Well, I mean, you were going to kind of be the one who was heading it up. <laughs> What's so. the new tidbit? Oh, yeah. And he doesn't even he know. He doesn't even know. I don't even This loser doesn't even know. So, so some, something that I do personally all the time because of the Splatoon community and because uh, Nintendo really doesn't have a... Uh, usable or convenient online gaming chat platform, I thought it might be a good idea for us to start offering a uh, exclusive Discord server to the listeners of the show. So from now on, we're going to have Team Chat Podcast Discord server. All you have to do is subscribe at the $1 tier Which on Patreon. Which $1 tier and above. So yeah, $1 and above. lowest amount higher gets yeah. access. So that's going to be an excellent Ugh. way for you to submit feedback to the show, submit questions, bandy around topics that you want us to talk about, or just shit all over us. So you or can share be like, you guys suck. <laughs> or share memes. fun memes. Me, me. I love memes, memes. All the Spongebob ones, the better, and you'll win a lot of points with Zach and Mogan. Yeah, so all you have to do is subscribe for $1 and up, and you will gain access to the exclusive uh, TCP Patreon Discord. Boom. Cool. Boom. There you have it, as well as getting the episodes early before the General Tuesday release. Now, we did have a song contest winner last week. The hint I provided was, I I matey. <laughs> Correctly the guessed. The hint that Sam provided. Which you'll see <laughs> on the Facebook page. I gave the hint you in the normal did, post, and then I gave her, give credit her credit as being the one who thought of it, because I should have, because credit is due where credit's due. But the hint was I, I made game was correctly guessed by Dylan Biles as Ooh. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. So, Dylan, send us a song and hint for a future episode, and stick around to the end of this episode, where you will hear a hint from Brandon Weaver. All right. On to the main topic of today's show. I'm really excited to talk about this. I am too. I know you've been really enjoying the game, and I have been loving it as well. I think I caught up to where you are. Okay. So why don't you go on ahead and introduce the game? All right. So what we want to talk about today, and there's a special reason we want to do this. End of this month, at, in August 31st, Life is Strange Before the Storm is coming out. And so Mogan and I have been wanting to play the original Life is Strange for a while. And so we finally did, with this new game coming out, buckle down and play. I, I played through two episodes of the game already. I have done exactly the same. So I actually okay. finished episode two just today. Okay, cool. So I woke up early, finished it out so that we could both be on the same page and we wouldn't either of us be ahead of the other. So Fantastic. I think we're on a good note. So oh, well done. Yeah. So, so we're, so power through life is strange. And so I'll start this off by saying, I did not anticipate liking this game as much as I do. 
I anticipated liking it this much, but I am still pretty blown away by how intense and in-depth it is. Yes. Uh, I, I knew that I was going to like it based on what I knew of it uh, in advance, just from online communities and stuff like that, but it really is turning out to be full of surprises and a really great gaming experience, so right. I'm really excited to finish it. I think this is one of those games that even I, as a notorious non-game finisher, probably will finish because I want to get to the end of the mystery. Yeah. I gotta know. So I went into this, and I've said it a couple times before on the show, I'm not a huge fan of episodic games. This game has five episodes. Yes. I tried playing, now granted I hadn't played that many episodic games. The main one that I tried getting into was Telltale's The Walking Dead series. And I don't know, I just didn't connect with that type of game really. I don't, it was Me just, neither. Me neither. Or maybe with Walking Dead especially, I like I couldn't. I couldn't really get into it that much, but um, so I was—I've always been a little wary of, of of episodic games. But now this one—I st- started it, and uh, it's making me a fan of episodic games, now, especially because it's a big callback, just in play style, to old point-and-click adventures like the old LucasArts ones, like the Indiana Jones games, Day of the Tentacle, stuff like that. But that doesn't really necessarily match quite what the episodic format is, and it's worth at least mentioning that you and I are playing it as the complete game. Right. We are both playing the finished version with all five episodes already being available. Right. I stand I, I love the game, but I stand by my dislike of episodic video game uh presentation in that I would not have bought Life is Strange as episode one yeah. and then continued on. To buy. Knowing my personal gaming style, A, I might not have started that ever in the first place. I would have gone, no right. thanks. Or B, I may have started the first episode and then lost interest by the time episode two did eventually That's come true. out. Because I feel like there's only normally like a month or so d- because they already obviously have them all done. It's not like they're yeah. you play they play and you play and release episode one, then they're like, oh, okay, we'll wait like another year before episode two. It's normally oh, like no. a month or so before. But no, I would definitely have the same issue. Although I will say the ending to episode one. Obviously, I know these games. I mean, it's been out for a couple of years, but we're gonna try to keep it as spoiler free as we can, yeah. unless we need to talk about specific things. And Zach, having not played it yet, you know, if you have questions about it or something, that we'll try to answer as best we can. Also, yeah, uh, yeah. Also. I do have questions, but we can get to that in a second. My, well, let me. I, I do actually. How long? How many gaming hours is each episode? So how, like how much? Two and a half to three. Yeah, so it's not very much. That's a great question. That's part of why I don't like the idea of episodic gaming. Is these episodes are max, and that's if it <laughs> max <laughs> main character <laughs> hilarious. Uh, that's if you're actually taking your time to experience every little tiny thing like I do. They're only two, maybe two and a half hours, and that's for just one episode. So yeah. the game itself is probably going to be what maybe eight maybe. to ten. 10 hours, yeah. maybe. Five episodes, yeah. So it is, like it is already a shorter game, and then if you did actually parse that out by just the episodes of standalone themselves, they're quite short. Yeah. You could easily finish one episode per day. Well, I did. Yeah, or you I, could you could binge the whole game in a single day if you really wanted to. Yeah, yesterday is when I actually played episode two. I had played episode one the week before, but I was trying to balance playing Life is Strange and Pyre all at the same time because it's like, I need to finish Pyre because I, I really <laughs> love it, but I also need to play Life is Strange because we're going to talk about it. And so I'd beaten episode one the week before, but then episode two I hadn't played yet. And so I started at like 11 o'clock yesterday. I called it work for the day work. yesterday and uh, played, Must through, be nice. played through episode two. <laughs> and yeah, it took me like two out two, two to two and a half hours. Okay, so yeah. they're, they're very short. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely shorter. Yeah. I mean, I would actually, the closest other comparison I can make would either be that this is a very similar game to Heavy Rain, mm-hmm. but with kind of the more 
not not melancholic, but definitely not upbeat. Yeah, yeah, the angsty kind of feeling of almost kind of Firewatch. It definitely gives me a lot of callback to Firewatch. Certain things about it make me think of that game, which for me is a very good thing. Right. So that's just something that I kind of have noticed as I've been playing through it. So I tried actually. So after playing episode two, and I'm after episode one ended, I was like, okay, I'm solidly into this game. Episode two ended, and I'm like, they're keeping me on. I still yeah. really like this game. Yeah. And at that point, I even tried to get talk Sam into playing it because I was telling I think her she would love it. So she tried it today and was not into it. Come she, on, Sam. She didn't like the uh, how much like. She She's like, I just want to be doing things, not listening to other people talk. She's not into the story side of the games That's as much. That's the whole point of the story. I know. Sam. I tried to sell it to her as because she just watched and binged through the first season of that show Riverdale. Oh, which is like the, okay. the you know it's the, also like like the retelling of, high of the Archie comics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. gotcha. And so I was telling her, and there were several story similarities that have come up between that series and in this game. And I was like, it's basically Riverdale, just a little bit of like. Supernatural power thrown into it. Also, and Life stuff is Strange like came before Riverdale. Exactly. So the That's original true. game. So Riverdale did come out. is yeah. more like Life is Strange. Yeah. So there we go. So, uh, so I tried that as a selling point. It got her interested at least. She sounded into it, but then when she actually came down to playing it, she just she prefers obviously games like Overcooked or Mario, things like that that are a little bit more fast paced and you're in the action immediately rather than a long story driven. The the game. shame. Uh, so just for everyone who doesn't know, the original Life is Strange came out in 2015. Right. So actually, I feel like that's a pretty good period period of time between uh, two different games. Mm -hmm. I feel like waiting at least two to three years between the first installment and the second is going to be one of the better ways to get to the audience that you originally had and potentially bring on a new audience. And technically... Life is Strange Before the Storm is a prequel. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So So it's going to be really interesting. Yep. All right. So, Zach, what do you know about this game? I know... So I've compared it to Heavy Rain before. Now, it's the and I've also I played the first episode of the Walking Dead uh, series okay. and I'm assuming so I haven't actually seen gameplay footage of Life is Strange I've only seen images I'm assuming it's a pick your own path sort of video game where you make various decisions but you don't really actively interact with the character is that right you don't move do you move the character at all you do move the character. Uh, you do move and like look around and find things. That's why I compared it to a point and click adventure of like the late nineties, uh, where you do like move around in the room and there'll be various objects that you can interact with that you'll go like pick up this or look at this item, uh, play a disc in a, in a stereo because your friend asks you to play it various things and then various things. And then you'll obviously have conversations, which those conversations you have to sometimes choose dialogue options like in an RPG. Um, okay. But the thing is with the episodic games, and I think it's even with Telltale games, I do want to make the distinction. Life is Strange is not developed by Telltale. It's Square no. Enix and Don't Nod Entertainment. Yeah, and Don't Nod is a French studio. Right. Yeah. Which They're coming out with something new, not to go too off topic, but it's like something completely different from Life is Strange. I think it might be Vampire. Sure. Why not? I'll look into that in a second when <laughs> but- somebody else is talking. But, um, but anyway, so the... But yeah, so you do have, it's not like you're just stationary. You see things happening and you choose your path. And even in Walking Dead, I remember the first one, you had like some walking around, but it's not like your character is necessarily hacking at zombies or whatever. There are a couple of quick time events where you had to like, 
push on the zombie or click on the zombie and he would shoot or yeah. whatever. But the, no, it's not like it's not like the typical open world RPG game where you're just walking around. Yeah. And, like, no, and things. you're kind of missing the context. This is a much more protagonist driven game. So it's not uh-huh. just like you're an ambiguous unnamed person. You are the yeah, character. You're a person. Yeah. So your name is Max Caulfield and you are a high school senior girl. So previously, yeah. you had lived in this town called Astoria, right? Astoria Bay. Yeah, yeah, Astoria no. Bay. No, you're right. Arcadia Bay. Arca- Arcadia Is Bay. It Arcadia Bay? Yep. I thought for sure it was Astoria Wrong. Bay. Anyway, so you live somewhere. <laughs> the point is, you live in Oregon. And um, so you are this girl, Max, and you used and you to like live there. Alternative music? She does. Yeah, she really does. Well, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, we'll this, get to that. But just this. based on, I just based off the images I saw, they seem pretty hip. Oh yeah. Well, her friend Chloe, especially, yeah. is into like the punk rock scene and stuff like that. Yeah. So, anyways, when you lived in Arcadia Bay as a kid, uh, you had this best friend Chloe. But then you moved away for like five years to Seattle, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So the entire preface of this game is you've just recently come back to your hometown to attend this prestigious art school so really the whole first episode is kind of you're only a couple of weeks into being back at home you're only a couple of weeks into being back at home and uh, you're basically meeting both new people and old people that you knew from when you lived there as a kid so it's a Uh, mix of hey look at these sketch new characters nostalgia yeah exactly so it's definitely a more uh personified experience than just a nameless rpg kind of deal right okay and I was right. It is Vampire that uh, Don't Not is making, which is like this uh, action RPG game set in 18th century London where you're a doctor who's combating his side as like a human and vampire. It looks pretty intense and fun. Interesting. But, uh, so I'm looking forward to that game, actually. So it's just weird that they made this game, then they moved to Vampire. Now they're going back to the Life is Strange. <laughs> the French. <laughs> what are you going to do? They have their ways. <laughs> so let me ask, is the main story, like the crux of the story, is it based in um, sort of you, – because you mentioned there was, there's magical elements in this game. Is that right? Right. So, so the, is like – without giving too much spoiler away, maybe there's no spoiler involved, but what is the main like catalyst that happens that makes you – is it more you going through this school and like meeting friends and like being a person or is no. it more like these supernatural things are coming and you have these powers that can stop them <laughs> or somewhere in between? Well, actually I would say that it's a little bit of both because yeah. essentially with yeah. at the start of the game, you're just an average teenage girl. So the game very <laughs> much is heavily steeped in like, over-dramatized high school, you know, angst yeah. and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's kind of like if you were watching any TV show that takes place in high yeah. school, yeah. it's that kind of ultra-overblown drama where you're like, that doesn't really happen in real life, but I right. understand why you're doing it because it's for the yeah. entertainment value. Which I'll... Is Blackwell Academy, is it a like a boarding school or a college? Because they have dorms that they live in, but they're also like 18, 19, which I guess is college. I age. gather that it's a boarding school. Okay. So most uh, prestigious art academies are often boarding school okay. style. So I think it's like a private boarding school. Okay. I was, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, this seems like college, but also not because yeah. there's way too much high schoolish drama yeah. here. Uh, but anyway, so the entire uh, crux of the game and what really kicks off the action is at the very beginning of episode one. So it's not really a spoiler. No, it's People literally are, as soon as it starts. Yeah, they have to... It has to happen. So you basically witness uh, a murder in progress. And Whoa. initially, you're, uh, th- the person that you think is going to get killed does get killed. But then Max right. like has, the, Max has like this um, a defining moment where she realizes that she has time travel abilities, 
where she can quite literally uh. rewind time. So she does it the first time by accident and thereby saves her friend. And she's uh. like, oh my God, I have time travel powers. This right. is amazing. So it's the kind of thing where she can't go forward in time, but she can rewind time. So okay. that's really kind of one of the primary story elements and it's the primary gaming element because really the entire way that you are choosing to either progress or change your path in the game hinges on your time travel ability because if you let's say you're presented with a xyz problem you could go through managing that problem the first try through and just progress on from there but let's say that at the end of that you go i don't really like the way i answered i don't like usually the for me it's conversations yeah it's conversations you're like i don't like the outcome of this i wish i had done something differently you literally just rewind time and it has like a, a countdown kind of so, so it's this spiraling countdown so when you yeah. hit the rewind button it will show you little dots on your timeline that are basically when a defining moment happened. So you can choose to either go all the way back to the beginning or you can just go back a couple of steps and then you can Uh change your approach from there if you want to. So it can actually change the outcome as well because let's say that um, somebody tells you, hey, your fashion sense is really bad Uh, and you rewind time and you go, hey, bitch, guess what? My fashion sense is great. Then they're suddenly all off balance. They're like, how did she know? So, so it can it can really kind of change uh, both the outcome and the options available to you if you basically rewind time with new knowledge that you now have to approach that situation in the first place. So it's really interesting. It is. So is is there a is there something is there is it goal oriented? Like, will you rewind time if you are going away from uh, the quote quote like? victory of the game so here's or? one um so here's one that's uh, that kind of like shows a good use of the rewind with that's not too spoilery there's one point where max and her friend chloe are going through this junkyard and if you walk around to the specific area these uh boards and and, and this pile of junk tries ha- starts to fall on you when you first walk through it you it'll fall and hit you but then it hits you and it freezes time so then it gives you the option to rewind time but whenever you rewind time you rewind time from wherever you're standing so it's not like you physically move back. So time rewinds so you can uh, fix oh. the junk, walk by it, and then it falls behind you kind of a thing. Yeah. So uh, it, it kind of has this weird time manipulation to it. As far as it doing it where it's like, okay, you got to rewind because you're screwing up the, the end story, I don't think <laughs> yeah. there is that because it's, it's very much your actions and decisions influence the outcome. It's, it's very similar to until dawn where it is a butterfly effect stuff Yeah, is very much kind of the approach that it takes. Um, the one thing I will say also, that's kind of like the main end thing that you're trying to figure out, which is also at the very beginning. In fact, it's the opening cutscene of the game is there's this massive max wakes up in the forest and sees this and she's in a storm. She's like, wait, how did I get here? I don't understand what's going on. Walks down this path to a lighthouse. She sees and sees this massive tornado in the bay heading towards the town. And she's like, what? And then a boat is flung up from the tornado hits the lighthouse. And then uh, pieces of the lighthouse fall on her. And then she wakes up and she's in her art class Hmm. at the school. And that's when she then starts figuring out like, wait, something's weird. And so that's kind of like the, the, the um, end game story or part of the end game story is something bad is about to happen to the town, but she doesn't know if it's about to happen to the town. She doesn't know if it's just some weird dream, but then as events continue on, it becomes more clear that yes, something's going to happen. 
and it's more about figuring out the events while also dealing with like this her friend who was uh, whose murder she prevented and the fallout of that, and then just other interactions with other people. Yeah, and the setup of okay. the game is really interesting because eventually, through one of these uh, future visions, more or less, you discover by reading a newspaper that this event of the tornado is impending very soon. Uh, I think it's going to be essentially happening at the end of that week. Right. So actually, one of the few things that I do like about the episodes, I like to think of them more like chapters. They're more like chapters. I think they're supposed to be a yeah. day. Yeah, they're like each one day. So it's like you start oh, on day well, one, ooh. and that and all that stuff goes down. And then you're on day two, and that's all of episode two. So I do yeah. like that they are sticking with, no, these are contained days mm-hmm. that are leading up to an ultimatum. Right. And that does certainly add to the mystery. I really like that you have this specter of this future event always kind of looming over you. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't really know what it is, you know that something horrible is going to happen in the very near future if you don't do something to stop it. And on top of all this, there are posters everywhere around the school and the town for a missing girl, and it becomes clear that there have been several disappearances in the last in the yes. last few months and weeks and stuff like that. So that's a, just another further mystery onto all these things that are happening to you. Why did I, why did Max is thinking, why did I get this power now? Like, why did I just now discover I have this? How did I, I wind up saving my friend? What is the storm coming And Who is this missing person? Rachel Amber, uh, is her, is that character's name? So, um, so I think, so what about, so obviously we've talked about a lot of the good things that we do like about it. Like I, for one, it was very impressed with how much the time reversal capability has, and they slowly build on it. It's not just all at once. Like with most games where, you can reverse time, and here's all the ways you can do with it. And so uh, figure it out. It very slowly, like at first, you can just rewind. Then you rewind and figure out that you can rewind and influence conversations. Yeah. Then you rewind and figure out you can influence actions. And then you figure out later that you can rewind and actually time travel in a sense where like you walk up right as something's about to fall, reverse the time so it resets, and you can go forward and it falls behind you. So yeah. it's like this way of of yeah, time traveling basically in, into the future. Yeah. But it's interesting because, like Mogan said, you can never go into the future. You can only go into the past. Yeah. And so it just does provide a very uh, interesting thing. And it's I, one feature also that I did like in relation to that is at the end of each chapter, it shows a rundown of all the choices you made yeah. and compares it to the rest of the world player base. Oh, that's kind of cool. It is. And actually, you can even compare it to your own friends. That's right. So like when I got to the end of chapter one, I was like, hey, how did Jarrett play his game? And I was like, that loser. Look at all the wrong decisions (laughs) he made. We should compare our decisions. (laughs) We should compare. Uh, So it is actually really interesting because it'll give you like basically a whole list of all of the defining interactions that you had. And it'll be like, well, 30% of gamers did the same thing you did. Another 50% did something else. And the remaining 20% did something else. So it is a really interesting interesting way to That's see like oh those were the other outcomes yeah so it yeah. does kind of give you a bit of an incentive to eventually go back and replay the game to see how things would have transpired if you had done them totally differently yep let me ask mo this might be more specifically for mogan because a you already mentioned firewatch and i've we've both played firewatch with a game like firewatch watch and i think there sounds like there's some similarities here and Though they're very different games, this might be an unfair question. But with Firewatch, I had a very emotional response to it, one that I still can remember very easily. Do you think Life is Strange has the same storytelling impact that a game like Firewatch had, or does it have more than that? Or is it, it like, is it, is it a strong enough story for you to 
really think you're going to be thinking about this game for a while. Yes. Uh, now, yeah. to compare it directly to Firewatch, I don't think it's a totally fair comparison because yeah, in not. Firewatch, uh, you do kind of feel more like you're an observer to events. You you have your interactions with Delilah, of course, but in large part, you're not really affecting the world at large. You're more uh, uncovering a story from the past. Whereas yeah. with Life is Strange, you very much feel like you you are the primary action maker. You are deciding how the game is going to finalize and you are making all of the decisions that lead to the end of the game. So I would say yeah. that in the feeling of having control, Life is Strange is a much more active game. Uh, you're doing a lot more to actually progress not only in terms of, hey, how am I going to get from point A to point B? But you're also making a lot more intense decisions of how am I going to interact with the world at large? Because what Life yeah. is Strange really has that Firewatch didn't is a very varied cast of characters. Mm -hmm. There are many different recurring characters that you interact with each episode. And some of them are a little bit more uh, geared towards certain characters, and sometimes maybe someone isn't as prevalent in one episode. But it very much is a multifaceted relationship game. So in that respect, I would say that it is still very strong on story because it yeah. does make a big concerted effort to uh, a huge effort to give each individual character a really fleshed out backstory and yep. a very active current story in what is happening right here and now. So, so it, you feel like you have a strong connection yes. to Max. Uh, at the end, well, I don't want to spoil the end of episode two because I did think that that one was uh, fantastic. Yes. Uh, so actually just the, for a non-spoiler question, at the end of episode two, did you succeed with helping your friend or did you fail? I succeeded. I failed. Really? I failed, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, no. Oh, wow. Like, I thought I was going to do it. I thought I was going to make it and, like, help my friend, and I didn't, and I failed. And I was like, well... I mean, I guess I could cheat and go back and access my old saves, but I was like, I don't want to. This no, is the path I've made. Path I have chosen. to stick to it. So in that's that, interesting. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah, so now I'm very interested. Now we'll have to compare. Yeah, I really want to know how our different paths are going to branch off because it seems like it's going to be a big deal oh, yeah. that I failed and you succeeded. So I had a previous. Man, God, I don't want to be like, spoilery, we don't but spoil, spoil oh my God, like I want to get into this more because this is so interesting in in, yeah. in how this happens. Oh, God, I'm so excited now to see how this So how this as goes. you can see, Zach, we're both really invested in the story. And yeah, I do no think kidding. I do think that you would like it. I think um, you would. Yeah, because of how the... You, and how are you guys playing it? On PlayStation? Yeah. PlayStation, but you can play it... Uh, PlayStation, it's for Xbox also, yeah, and you can Xbox. play it on Steam even if you're if you're a PC gamer. And I yeah. swear to you, the definitive edition it's with all the like episodes... Bucks. I don't even think it's 20. I feel like it's 15 and under. Okay. Yeah, because when I bought it, I bought it, I think, for only $15. So it's definitely something that's very financially accessible at this point. Right. So I, I, yeah, I really do think this. that you could potentially get a lot of a lot out of this game. Well, and I mean, we're, I'm only in episode two, and I'm already I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely going to play before the storm. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I already know like, I'm going to play. Duh. It. <laughs> duh. Literally um, duh. And also the other part about it, which 
I have to give it because talking about before the storm in this one, I am bummed because Chloe, the voice actress of Chloe is Ashley Birch who did the voice acting for Aloy in horizon zero dawn. Is it really? Yeah. So oh. I like obviously have a connection with her, with her character in that one, huh. but I'm bummed because she will not be returned. She is not going to be Chloe again because of the voice acting strike that the video game industry. Oh no, that we talked about week. like yeah. a year ago. So she wasn't going to be, she oh, wasn't able man. because of that to re- replay as Chloe. That damn strike. I know, Although, right? You know, if it strike. is, I don't, strike. Well, they're good for obviously the, <laughs> obviously the people the who are courts. striking. They're good for the vocal cords. <laughs> uh, I am. I know virtually nothing about Life is Strange too. I don't either. So I am actually. I just really, know it's a prequel. I, I'm interested to see by how much time, like how yeah. before these events, is this going to be? I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, from when they announced it at E3, it's the main characters are Chloe and Rachel. Oh, okay. So it's before Rachel Amber disappeared. Yes. Ooh, spooky. I know. I'm really looking forward to it. But I will say this about the story too. I was not, and it could have been because of the animation, the art style of the game. I was not prepared for how mature of a story it was. It will be. It is. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, that's interesting that you say that because I have, you know, a lot of other female mm. gamer friends as well. And I was talking about Life is Strange with her, and she was like, oh, you're playing that game? She's my same age. Okay. And I was like, yeah, why do you sound like you're hating on it already? And she was like, oh, I just feel like from all the press that I saw about it, it was a really tween game. Like, she used the word tween, yeah. like that it was uh, mainly targeted at really younger players. And I was like, no. You're mistaken. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on here that you could definitely uh, appreciate as a younger gamer, but that you can have a much more expanded insight on as an older gamer. I would think and it would be more impactful as an yeah. older gamer. And you, for example, you never were at any point in time a teenage girl at a prestigious art academy. And although I was... <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, Jared's like, don't assume. Don't assume. Did you just assume? I <laughs> but I, uh, so I, I also so was at one point a teenage girl. So even though yes. I didn't have this uh, super overly <laughs> dramatic high school experience, I do feel like there are certain things that are very relevant to really the human experience. Even For if example, I had been a teenage girl, I wouldn't have experienced that because had, I was homeschooled. So, you know, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you would, you would, that's a very good point. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so I feel like even if you don't have the uh, type of background that you might assume you would need to be able to enjoy this game, you absolutely still can. Yeah. I feel like because of the strength of the narrative, it's a very accessible game. Well, just as a high level, again, trying not to avoid spoilers here, but it deals already with obviously, you know, bullying in a school setting, uh, a murder. Uh, you know, a gun, gun in a school. Yeah. Um, and then even drugs, drugs, drugs everywhere, drugs, man. date rape and, you know, yeah. and, and other, and depression. It's like, it's all there already. And this is already episode Interesting. two. Yeah. And we're only, we're only two fifths of the way through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes. So the new one, the prequel before the storm comes out the end of this month, right? Yes. The 31st. Right? Okay. And then, uh, when does, when you don't know when this, the, Life is Strange 2 is coming out. I mean, I guess this is, for all intents and purposes, this is Life is, Life is Strange 2. It's just um, taking place before the events yeah. of the main game rather than after. Okay. So actually, okay. in theory, you could play this one that's coming up, Life is Strange 2, the, the prequel, and still be and then, able to yeah. get a lot out of it because technically you wouldn't be missing anything because it yeah, was all yeah. stuff that happened in the future. If anything, it's just going to fill in answers. It's more a prequel because it's going to fill in more answers. Yeah. And backstory for the people who have already played the first one. Yeah, so if yeah. you pl- played them in chronological order, 
you probably yeah. wouldn't be missing much. Yeah, I, I will say though that the mystery that Life is Strange builds is very engaging. Like I'm very yeah. much on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. when I'm getting close Ooh. to the end of an episode. I'm like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Because you can tell it's an end of yeah. an episode. Yeah, like it's intense. And like when I got to the end of episode two, I was like, what are the outcomes? How can it happen? And when I got to my ending, I was like, holy shit, I think I did it wrong. See, I somewhat thought ahead and foreshadowed the what the ending of episode two is going to be. Well, my question when episode two immediately ended was, wow, was that the only option? And then when it got to my end screen and it showed me the stats, I was like, oh my God, it wasn't. Yeah. The, my ending could have been avoided. And yep. I was like, oh my, I'm the worst. I'm the worst, Max. I, I'm the worst one. <laughs> well, because it also tells you percentages of like yeah. who pick. So you can either be like, oh, I am in the minority. It's like, on wow, this I did it really wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it just builds for such. It's a much more engaging narrative than I think I than I'd run into with other these other um, decision based decision based games. games, and I really do see the impact of them. Until Dawn, like I said, was very similar in that in that case. Like I made a decision, and you either saw the result in your character living or dying immediately. But this one does. I f- I feel like I am really building my own narrative with it. And I think Which that I know it's the, obviously going to follow regardless like you're going to follow a predetermined yeah. path that'll get you to a conclusion, but I'm still interested along the way to see how that builds. And one of the biggest differences that I would say from what I've heard you talk about from Until Dawn versus Life is Strange is that in Life is Strange you can make a decision that does not have an immediate impact. Right. You might not see the impact of your decision until I mean I made decisions in episode 1 that still haven't really been resolved in episode episode two and it's yeah. like oh wow that was an investment i've seen them touched yeah. on but yeah, not they, like they may have resolved. been touched on but they haven't been resolved yep. so the decisions that you're making you're absolutely making an investment in the way you're going to play the game right so that's why when i made an initial decision in episode one i was like no i'm sticking my guns that nathan prescott is bad news that's what I, that that's guy what I is a too. douche <laughs> that's how i went with that too yeah so yeah. it's definitely I think not- i'd play similar yeah, you would like it. Like I really do think yeah, so. I like these sort of, I mean, it sounds like you could obviously change your answers and go back in time, but I like the idea of basically like the uh, Until Dawn game, like your decisions are the gameplay mechanics. Right. You know, I do like these games a lot. And I will say too, one thing I did, especially incorporating, because like like we said, you can have a conversation and then rewind and change it. I've been doing that with especially the major things because it does a good way of it doesn't even regardless of which option you choose you're still left with was that really the right choice there's yeah. never there's never like a i feel good about that yeah there's never like a definitive yeah. you, you have made to the weigh correct it. decision you're always weighing your ambiguous options yeah it's never yeah. like that went perfectly it's always like well it went this way but it also could have gone that way. And right. there's very much an equal footing of both choices. And it really does sometimes have to come down to lesser of two evils. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in your decision-making and how you go with it. And there, and there are some that, like, morally, I count the conclusion ends and, it, and, like, it may have not been met favorably with other characters or something like that. But I'm like, no, that was the right yeah, choice. Yeah, it's like, screw society. I was right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. it. When I was playing Firewatch, that was the first game that I remember ever playing in my – because I, I, I play an RPG. RPGs and games where you have to do conversations, it's very easy. I always talk like that's the correct answer. Right. Or, or or not even that. It's like that answer means good, that means bad. Both can be fine, but like I get the pol- – it's very polarized. Right. When I played Firewatch, sounds like Life is Strange just like this is uh, – yeah, I, I would like think – I would have to think for a long time 
and my meter would be running out. I'd be like, this is actually really well done yeah. because I'm really like what it, I was felt so much more in the moment of how do I really feel right now? So one of the interesting differences between Firewatch and a game like Life is Strange is that technically in Life is Strange for certain events, you can replay them as many times until mm-hmm. you settle on the decision. Now, I think that the difference is really just what story you're trying to build. Because, for example, I might approach one certain conversation and I want to see how all of the different routes end. I might have square, triangle, and circle all lead to a different answer. And I'll replay that same conversation all three times to see how each ends. What's interesting is I find that I personally will, once I've assessed all of the different options, I will most often go back to my original choice. And I'll say, nope, I was right the first time. Even though if right isn't necessarily the correct word because you're never really right, it's just, no, my gut feeling was for me the correct one the first time. Right. So it's not like you run out of time like you do in Firewatch. You have ample opportunity to go back and change your answer. What's interesting about this game is the emotional investment in it because you tend to have more of an incentive uh, in a lot of cases to change your answer or to not change your answer depending on what you pick the first time around. So it very much is a a weighty game. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Cool. Um, And then one one thing too, so it's a little side thing and I was looking at this because I didn't get, I wasn't popping trophies a lot, but every once in a while they'd come up and I realized that the only trophies for this game, so the thing, Max is going to this school primarily to learn to be a photographer. So she's a photographer. And she Zach, carries, you're a photographer. There you yeah, go. You're, you're basically Max Caulfield. We can all, we much. Can all relate, Jared. Yeah, uh, we're all right there. But, uh, and so she, so there are points in this where you can take a photo of some things. And that for the PS4 player, for PS4 player, and I'm sure the achievements are the same across Steam or Xbox, you only unlock trophies for taking these optional pictures. But the fun thing about it is sometimes you have to accomplish certain things either by uh, certain going through a certain conversation string or finding a specific location based on these like hint photos sketchings of the pictures that provide a hint so it's a fun just like little mini game and they're completely optional have no effect on the story whatsoever but they're these fun little mini games to of getting these photos that will in then turn give you the trophies for the game yeah Uh, did you get the picture of the squirrel uh that you give the food to the I'm sorry, the in what? episode one or episode two? Episode one. Okay, I, I did not. I got the one in episode Ooh, two. Sucker. <laughs> I actually didn't realize that that's sucker. what those were for until I was in episode two and then realized, oh, this is how I get trophies. Okay. When, when you were in episode, yeah, what's it? I didn't realize it either. Like, and when I got to episode two, I was like, oh, the sketches are hints. Yeah. I didn't immediately make that so, connection. So I thought it was entry just, level tip for you, new players yeah. of Life Strange. The sketches are hints to pictures they to be are. looking for. That's what you should be looking for. Touche. Um, uh, so did you get an episode to the photo of the deer? Yes. And did you actually look at the photo? Wasn't that cool? That I was, was like, oh, spooky. And we're dropping so many mysteries for you guys out there. Like, <laughs> so don't know what mysteries. we're talking about. But really, like, I've enjoyed the story so much. It's one of those, I just don't want to spoil it for anybody because it's yeah. like, I've had so much fun. I knew nothing about this game other than I knew it was about uh, teenage girl, girls uh, and friends looking. I knew it had something to do with a missing person. It's something to do with time travel. I didn't even know it had anything to do with a missing person. Oh, really? I knew the time travel element, but that was it. Yeah. Like, actually, my understanding of the game was quite wrong at the end of it because what I thought was going to happen going into the game was that your best friend Chloe Mm -hmm. would be the primary 
everyone to continually be in danger. Right. So I actually thought that saving Chloe was really kind of the only thing that you would be doing in every episode. And I was actually really surprised when episode two came around and she was only really uh, prevalent in episode two for a little bit of it. And then she really kind of sidestepped and it was all about this other character. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's a change I didn't know was going to be part of this game. So obviously Chloe is one of the primary characters. She's on the cover art. She's all over it. But I am really pleased to see that the game is making so much of an investment in the side characters too. Yeah, it is a really big thing. So another thing I think... <laughs> Awkward pause is what we Awkward think. pause. <laughs> um, well, considering the fact that we haven't finished it. Yeah. I mean, that's about as far as we can get right now. Yeah, Without really obviously just blatantly giving crap away. Which I want to so I bad. Know, it's like I want to talk about all this stuff. Uh, the only other thing that I was going to like touch on that uh, the, of being like, this is really good. I really enjoy this aspect of it is, I mean, obviously a big surprise, the music. Oh. You're not into it as much? You know, what's interesting, that's probably my biggest con. Really? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Wow. Every time, every time one of those playlisty kind of uh, sequences comes up where it's all of this like folksy, okay, now hipster see, music, I'm like, oh boy. I will, I will say this. I'm not a fan. The music resp- reminds me very much of, especially when there's songs with lyrics, reminds me of Bon Iver. And I'm oh, not a yeah, fan of that. Yeah, it does. That's a really good comparison. I'm not a fan of that. I'm more, I was more just talking about the instrumental stuff. I normally oh. in in games, movies, whatever it is, if they have a song that was like specifically written, let's all give a big callback and rem- and remembrance to the Paul McCartney written song for Destiny that was fucking terrible. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so normally those so I always find songs written specifically for a thing or to fit into something like that are to be especially campy. So I don't know some of the music that they have for this is licensed out from other artists, but I'm just yeah. not a big fan of that. I was more talking about just the the uh, the instrumental stuff of it. Yeah, I it was, is, it's just a very slowly played, slowly strummed guitar, or not yeah. even strummed, just like uh, I don't plucking. know, plucking. Thank yeah. you of of a guitar, some piano in the background, but it, it's I don't know it with this. Maybe it's just a it's a mixture of the of the music with the setting, but a very it feels very Pacific Northwest. It does, it, and, and it also portrays maybe it is a little bit because due to the Bonavere style lyrical music too it does give a very teenage angst feel to it also yeah I which would i think actually, it all just helps build the world it does help build the world but like that's actually one of the primary things that i continuously find myself and this is part of like my personality i'm going really come on everybody suck it up it's not that bad you're gonna still go to school tomorrow you're gonna be fine yeah and like i think that's more me and like my reaction to these situations i'm like this is ridiculous no one's bringing guns to school what kind of school is this i mean I mean, they do, but not necessarily the prestigious art academies. And some of the storytelling elements I do think are so overblown and in some cases a little contrived that I'm like, oh, that's a little bit of a bummer just that that seems so overdone. But even then, it's not something that is necessarily a turn off. It's just a very brief like, oh, well. But then you continue and you get back on track and you're like, never mind. I still love this game. It's excellent. Right. Yeah. That's 
how I feel about it too. It's just it's just one of those things. I, I think the score was appropriately chosen for what it is. I think if they had done like these huge or like more orchestral pieces in the background, it wouldn't have oh, been no. more. It would not oh, have fa- fit or as, even at like all. techno or anything like yeah. that. It would have been awful. Yeah, but so there's just a slightly. I, I've really appreciated the this the subtleness of the yeah. soundtrack. I will say. Me too. Uh, been enforcing to the story when when need be. And one of the small technical things that I've noticed, and this really is so closely unavoidable that it's not even really something that that's big that that is that big of a deal. But with this originally being a French game, mm-hmm. obviously all of the voiceovers are translations, and part of that does occasionally mean that sometimes character dialogue will be happening, and maybe like it doesn't match up with the gesturing or the body language of the characters. Like sometimes I'll see that like their face is moving, but it's not really matching what the dialogue is. And that's not really like their fault because it's a translation, but it does occasionally take me out of the story a little bit. Yeah. I will, I will say that the animations can be a little seem clunky at times. I just attributed that to the art style necessarily as being that that's what it was. They weren't going for a super realistic look anyway. Um, and so that's more of why I just am able to be like, okay, that's just the art style and, and move past it a little bit. When I next play it through, I want to do it in French. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I want to do the game in the original <laughs> French just because I just want to see what yeah. happens. Yeah. See what not, happens. Yeah. Just want to see what happens. <laughs> All the wrong decisions. <laughs> All the wrong decisions. I'm like, wow, <laughs> France is brutal. <laughs> All right, well, I think that pretty much wraps up our talking about Life is Strange. Obviously, as we've sung its praises enough in this episode, we highly recommend that other people play it. Granted, our opinion could change by episode five. We can yeah. get to episode five. Like, yeah. this sucks. When we're actually <laughs> finished with it, I do want us to yeah. do a spoiler-heavy yes. episode where yes. we talk about everything that happened without having to beat around the bush because yep. I have so many things that I already want to talk about oh, and yeah. we can't because we don't want to spoil it. So right. uh, anyone who hasn't played Life is Strange yet, now is your time play it now it's a short game you absolutely can finish it before the new one comes out that way when life is strange 2 does hit you're going to be right there with it yep one more small thing okay did you notice i don't know why this is i actually would really like more backstory on how this particular thing made it into life is strange it is jam-packed with references to twin peaks Okay, I've not seen Twin Peaks. Did you so. notice? Oh, so you didn't so, uh, know. Those are probably going right So actually, I, I bring this up primarily Brandon, because. have you played it? Yeah. No, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I was like, hey, I know somebody that loves Twin Peaks and video games. Yep. So in case you were wondering, there are uh, actually Chloe's truck. Her front license plate is Twin Peaks abbreviated. Oh, what? Like, yeah, you may not have noticed. It was very fast. It was like front license plate. Yeah, it's no. It's Twin I, Peaks. I, see, I probably would not have caught that at all. And then like on like tickets and little like posts. Posters and just kind of all throughout the world, you'll see it scrawled on bathroom walls and oh, stuff. Wow. And they keep coming back to the phrase that was very prevalent in the show Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. You've probably yeah. seen so it. So I saw yeah. the, I saw you the, saw it the in the game. Yeah. yeah. So it's all over the place. So uh, Fire Walk With Me, which was actually even from Twin Peaks, the show, they also made a prequel movie after Twin Peaks ended that was strictly called Fire Walk With Me because it was such a big thing from the original show. So I don't know who at Don't Nod was like, I love Twin Peaks and it's going to be everywhere in this game and no one can stop me, but it is all over the place. Uh, I would be interested to see if you play it again a second time, how many times you notice it. Yeah. Because I'm trying to look Now that I know to look for it and I I might look for it now into the future episodes because I have a Oh, it hasn't stopped. It's still there. So So like, 
like I'm really interested. And That's actually, interesting and so really Twin cool. Peaks kind of all hinged on the disappearance slash murder of a teenage girl too. So maybe this game was completely <gasps> yeah. inspired oh my God. by the dots Twin are Peaks. connecting. You guys, it's all one universe. Okay, so now I do need Brandon to play this game. Yeah, we need his input. We're calling you out, Brandon. Play Life is Strange if you have not already. If you have, I feel like it's the kind of game he may have already played. Okay. I, I want well, him to weigh in. Well, so yeah, Brandon, we need your input on this as a Twin Peaks fan and hopefully a Life is Strange fan. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we will do a wrap-up conclusion to the whole game when we finish it as well, but we'll go ahead and spoil, uh, let you know now. It will have spoilers in it because many, we want to be able to go so through many. everything about it. Maybe we'll release it as like a bonus ode or something like that. Yeah. So, so that way it's not like, that way well, we can so that way we don't turn out. away our, like, our listeners like, well, I haven't played it yet. It's Damn. like, sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's um, been two years. They had plenty I know, of time. I know. But there are still games that came out two years ago that I wouldn't want spoiled. So, true, you know, let's true. just be considerate. That's all we ask. All right, Zach, we have been talking a lot. I know you've been yes. traveling, but yes. <laughs> is, there, is there anything uh, big gaming or game oh. that you've been playing that you want to talk about for a little bit, too, before we wrap this one up? Oh, man. Has there been anything? No. Uh, <laughs> I just have, I've had no time. I've <laughs> yeah. really had no time. I mean, and you've I been on the road and you've been working nonstop. So. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I just I wanted know. to check in. The last in, thing you know? that we were talking about was, what, Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still thinking about it. Well, I still really want to get back into that. Another game that I really, and this kind of was with Metal Gear, was Fallout 4. I really want to play replay Fallout 4. But well, I'd rather play Life is Strange. That's, I, I actually want to play this. You guys have convinced I, me that this is yes. uh, Dude, a game you need to play this game. I, and I want you to get to where we are. You can do it. Yeah. You can do it in one yeah. night, man. Catch up. <laughs> I know. I got to do it. I got to do it. I'm like Googling stuff right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super good. Like I, I was. We'll we'll tap into the team chad trust fund. Get him this game. Get him this game. Awesome. All right. Well, then I guess we'll uh, just go ahead and wrap it up there for today. Uh, I do have a bit of moment with Logan. Oh, sorry. Oh, indeed. I got so How into dare it. you I'm, I cut apologize. me off, sir? I apologize. Anyways. I'm sorry. I'll sit in my corner. So, as of this episode, sit in your corner. As of this episode's airing on August fifteenth, a couple of things are out now. So we have Agents of Mayhem for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. We have Matterfall for PS4. That it's an exclusive at this time. Uh, Night Trap twenty fifth anniversary coming out for. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Night Trap. Yeah, coming out for PS4 and PC. Uh, we also have Observer, which is an interesting game. Now that, that one I, looks interesting, yeah, too. Yeah, I've seen some cool stuff about Observer. Well, and it's got Rodger Hauer as the yeah. main star of the game. Yeah, I'm really, I, I, I might have to take a closer look at that one. Uh, that's coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC again. And then we actually kind of briefly touched on it in the most recent music sode. Okay. Sonic Mania. Oh, right, because which you played is, the Hyper Potions. Yeah, Hyper Potions did the trailer music for Sonic Mania, and that uh, game is officially launching for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Ooh, and PC. I'll probably August get that for Switch. Yeah, so it's a smaller game, but it's very it's Sonic. Zach, you love, yeah, Sonic. You love Sonic. <laughs> How do you not? You have to get it. Uh, and then coming soon, we have a bit more stuff as well. We have The Escapist 2. That's PS4, Xbox, and PC, August 22nd. Chromagun for PS4, August 22 as well. Uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale Series, Episode 3, for almost everything. PS4, PS3, what? Xbox One, Xbox 360, what? and iOS wow. coming out August wow. 22nd. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and no, Uncharted, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy comes out. Looks good for PS4. It looks so good. August twenty second. 
I will not be wasting my money. Oh, no. So uh, I'll be playing. You it. can play it and let me know. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, boo, <laughs> Uncharted blows. End of boo. moment with Mogan. Boo. <laughs> boo. I'm downloading Steam right now. Hell yeah. Get that I Steam. Know, I, I can't believe you haven't had it yet. You know, I'm willing to bet it's probably on sale, isn't it? Because like likely. Steam summer sales are like still kind of going on. So if anything, you're bound to or get it cheap. Just put it on your wish list. Steam will send you an email when it goes on sale really cheap. Yeah. Uh, but like we need you to free, play it right? on the now. Yeah. So chop chop. You could do that. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great. You could turn on that <laughs> like, TC. Yeah. I'm making a Steam account right now. Sweet. All right, sweet. Yeah. All right, I think that closes us out. Okay, well, so before, though, I did want to touch on this, too. Uh, it's a game that came out last uh, two weeks, I guess, by the time this episode's this episode that I have, I've heard and seen snippets of, but now that it's out and I'm seeing so much more of it, I am so excited to play it, and I want to play it really, 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 really bad, is Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice. Oh, yeah. I've heard a lot of people talking about that game recently. So it's recently. a PS4 exclusive, and it deals... <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Bummer. PS4 sometime, you know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so it's a PS4 exclusive, but it, and it was and it's uh, single player only. It's only $30. Hmm, okay. Brand new. Uh, and what it is, basically, is a Viking woman is, warrior, is going through... Her, her loved one of hers recently, sorry, I'm butchering this. A loved one of hers recently was killed or died, and she is battling basically, uh, I guess it falls into a deep, deep depression, going basically and battling through hell to try to save her love or, or find peace with his departure. Uh, but anyway, so it's all about like this huge, you're basically, it's, it's set in like a Valhalla-esque place, but obviously the bad side of Valhalla. And the bad <laughs> side of Valhalla. The wrong side of the Valhalla the tracks. Like I thought it was all good. Um, but, I thought uh, it was all good. Yeah, again, I'm probably, like the story I'm probably of slightly, Orpheus. slightly butchering this. Yeah. Uh, butchering it because, I, like I said, I haven't played it yet. I just really want to. But the, com- it, the game looks, for one, beautiful. Like, I, is that the woman with the blue face yes. paint? Oh, so I have seen this game. Yes, it looks yes, yes. ridiculously beautiful in the art style. Nice. Incredibly realistic, but then also in this very, like, it's it's obviously, like, supposed to delve a little bit and, like, represent her mental suffering and, and stuff. So there's a lot of, like, really, like, shadowy, demonic-looking figure, figures and everything. Figures. But, <laughs> figures. <laughs> Uh, and everything that you battle and, and combat and come up against, you also have to do these uh, things with with runes, like aligning objects into a specific shape of to be a rune to like unlock the next place oh, so or it's something a like that. Semi puzzler, semi puzzler, okay. but it's okay. a third person action uh, action game, and it I don't know, just something about it is so striking, and I just have All to right. like I have to play it. Now. Yeah, it's, I would I would be interested to check that out some more. That game I, already came out, yeah, right? Yeah, oh. and it, it it's a uh, and it's just I think it's on Steam. For PC and uh, PS4, but it, but yeah, so it just came out, and it's one of these. Like I said, I'd seen little bits of it here and there, and now, but like now that it's out, I'm just like, oh my god, I have to play this game. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the whole point of marketing. Yeah, good so work. yeah, good work. It looks great, um, but yeah, but I have to finish Pyre, and now I'm, and all, life is I'm now I'm all into Life is yeah. Strange. Yeah. So you know, it, it'll have to wait. Well, one of those is a much easier to finish game. Yeah, I think I'm at, yeah. I'm already like seventy percent done with Pyre too. Nice. So you know. Be there soon. Knocking out some backlog games. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Getting ready for all the big fall releases. Yeah, we they're, need to we need to we need to clean faster. Oh yeah. look, uh when does the Mario Super Mario and Rabbids? Not until oh the Rabbids one. That's that's August too, isn't it? Is it? Pretty sure it is. I think. 
Oh, if it Maybe is. Maybe early October? Uh, I will go on ahead and say that that's one of the games that I'm not... So- oh, yeah, August 29th. Oh, okay, so it would have been next week. Yeah, so the end of the month. No, Mario okay. plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle will eventually be coming out for the Switch August 29th. That one looks fun. Not one that I necessarily need to have. It does it look out. fun, but I think I'm going to save my money for other games coming further down the line. Yep. For a minute, I thought you were going to be talking about um, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, that's and I was like, no, no, like October, November. October, November. Yeah. It's November. So, so yeah. So, all right. I think that now officially closes out this episode. But before we go, we do have our song hint for this episode given to us by our good friend, Brandon Weaver. His hint is this galactic traveler was once voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. One more time. This galactic traveler was once voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. I bet it's Olimar. It's actually a good like trivia hint question. Yeah, that's a I good, know, right? that's that's a good trivia base. Cryptic yeah. and silly. Dude, that was actually like a nice Jeopardy question. Not these hints like <laughs> I, I, maybe they're <laughs> spot on <laughs> to what the game is. Although you still told me that you didn't think anyone would get the game. And yeah, Dylan I came, did. They did. Dylan, Dylan darn came that right guy. Out the guy. Right out of the gate. <laughs> right. As soon as the post went up, he was on Yeah, top he of was it. on it. He was, he was ready. ready to go. <laughs> All right. Well, the song contest goes live Wednesdays, 9 a.m. the day after this episode airs. We put out a post on our Facebook and Twitter page at 9 a.m. on the Wednesday. The first person to correctly guess the game in the hints in the comments or in replying to the post will be able to send us a song and hint for a future episode, just like Brandon did in this episode. Boom. All right. Well, that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Sayonara. And to my left, virtually through the power of the interwebs, Zachary Parks. That's right. Peace out. All right, we'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song.